Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S.? Well, it is, with over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Look, have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? I know, who needs woes and wasted weekends? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure. It is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they've got it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. Go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. This podcast is sponsored by Blackout Coffee. Wake up with the delicious taste of American-made Blackout Coffee. Family-owned, premium coffee, fresh roasted, and shipped out within 48 hours of roasting. Go to blackoutcoffee.com, promo code PDB, for 20% off your first purchase. It's Wednesday, 24 January. Welcome to the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. We start overseas, where the U.S. continues to step up its military response to provocations from Iranian-backed militias in the Middle East, unleashing a wave of airstrikes against militants in Iraq on Tuesday. Also, on the U.S. political front, we'll discuss the results of last night's Republican primary in New Hampshire, where former President Donald Trump and former Governor and U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley squared off. But first, our afternoon spotlight. The U.S. unleashed an aerial bombardment on Iranian-backed militants in Iraq following recent attacks on U.S. personnel in the region. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin announced the strikes late Tuesday, calling them a necessary and proportionate retaliation for attacks on the al-Assad airbase in western Iraq, which hosts U.S. and coalition forces. The strikes targeted three facilities used by the Iranian-backed Qatayb Hezbollah, that's a militia group, and other Iran-affiliated groups in the country. U.S. Central Command said one of those locations was used as a regional headquarters by Qatayb Hezbollah, while another facility served as a storage location for rockets, missiles, and one-way attack drones. Austin said in a statement Tuesday evening, quote, these precision strikes are in direct response to a series of escalatory attacks against U.S. and coalition personnel in Iraq and Syria by Iranian-sponsored militias. The president and I will not hesitate to take necessary action to defend them and our interests, end quote. Now, Austin was quick to note that the U.S. and allies do not seek to escalate conflict in the region, but he added that Quote, we are fully prepared to take further measures to protect our people and our facilities. We call on these groups and their Iranian sponsors to immediately cease these attacks. Ah, well, that should do it. The full scope of the damage remains unclear, but initial reports suggest that at least one Qatayb Hezbollah fighter was killed and two more were injured by the U.S. airstrikes. As we recently discussed on the PDB, Iranian-backed militants attacked the al-Assad airbase on Saturday with ballistic missiles and rockets, injuring four U.S. service members who've been diagnosed with traumatic brain injuries, along with an Iraqi military official. 
The Islamic resistance in Iraq, a loose affiliation of Iranian-backed militants in the region with ties to Qatayb Hezbollah, claimed responsibility for the attack. U.S. officials called it one of the largest scale attacks on a U.S. base since the Israel-Hamas conflict broke out. In total, the militants fired 17 ballistic missiles and rockets at the base. Officials said the U.S. military's Patriot missile defense system was able to intercept 15 of the missiles, but two slipped through. Defense officials said that while the Islamic resistance in Iraq officially took credit for the attack, their intelligence indicated it was orchestrated by Qatayb Hezbollah. Regional analysts note that details of the Islamic resistance of Iraq's inner workings are kept deliberately vague in order to give militants in the region a degree of plausible deniability to hide behind. Qatayb Hezbollah is believed to have strong ties with Iran's Quds Force, that's a branch of their Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC. Jafar al-Husseini, the military spokesman for Qatayb Hezbollah, issued a fiery response following the strike, vowing to, quote, continue to strike the strongholds of the enemies in support of our people in Gaza, end quote. The airstrikes on Tuesday mark the second U.S. retaliatory operation in Iraq this month, and comes as the U.S. has aggressively stepped up strikes against Iranian-backed Houthi militants in Yemen. Iraqi officials condemned the airstrikes on Wednesday, accusing the U.S. of, quote, contributing to a reckless escalation in the region and said that such actions would be viewed as acts of aggression against its people. Major General Yehya Rasul, a spokesman for Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani, said, quote, this unacceptable act undermines years of cooperation at a time when the region is already grappling with the danger of expanding conflict, the repercussions of the aggression on Gaza, end quote. Now, somebody needs to remind the major general that Hamas, another Iranian-sponsored and trained terrorist entity, started the aggression. He could also be reminded that U.S. and coalition forces have come under attack by Iranian-backed proxy groups in Iraq and Syria, at least 151 times in the wake of the 7 October attacks by Hamas on Israel. If the Sudani government in Iraq wasn't so weak, they wouldn't need to have accommodated all the Iranian-sponsored militias inside Iraq that now form a part of the country's security apparatus and promote the Iranian regime's interests and agenda. All right, coming up after the break, we'll examine the results of last night's Republican primary in New Hampshire between former President Donald Trump and his only remaining opponent, Nikki Haley. I'll be right back. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 
over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Hey, Mike Baker here. Did you know that a recent survey found that 7 in 10 parents get an average of 3 hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year? I don't know, that sounds like like a lot more sleep than we got during our baby's first year. Mothers, you deserve quality sleep. And here's how you can make that happen. Cozy Earth. Discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And now here's an exclusive Mother's Day. Don't forget Mother's Day is coming up. It's a Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code PDB for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology. It's adapting to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. They use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. We use these sheets of the Baker Compound, and I am telling you, they are terrific. And Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of its products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. That's a 10-year warranty. Built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights of motherhood. Incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance sleep quality and overall wellness. This Mother's Day, treat your mom to the luxury, come on, she deserves with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code PDB for 35% off. After placing your order, select Podcast in the survey and then select PDB in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back to the Afternoon Bulletin. As the polls predicted, former President Donald Trump was victorious in yesterday's New Hampshire primary. Not a surprise there. Analysis by the New York Times indicated a record turnout for the Republican primary, with the total exceeding 300,000 votes, and that's more than the previous high of 287,000 votes set in 2016. This turnout presented a stark contrast to the recently completed Iowa caucuses, where numbers fell short of expectations. Now, Trump secured approximately 55% of the vote in New Hampshire, outpacing his only opponent, Nikki Haley, by an 11-point margin. Despite the gap, Haley managed to earn nine delegates against the 12 delegates that went to Trump. In an address to supporters, the former U.N. ambassador congratulated President Trump on his victory, but vowed that her campaign would continue, saying that the battle was, quote, far from over. On the Democrat side, Joe Biden met expectations by defeating long-shot candidates Congressman Dean Phillips and self-help guru Marianne Williamson. This was notable given that Biden's name was absent from the ballot. He still pulled about 67% of the vote. While the decision by the Biden campaign was to not bother having the president's name on the ballot, they did make a last-minute effort as the primary approached to convince voters to write in the president after realizing that it would be awkward and embarrassing if the incumbent lost to either of the marginal candidates. Up next is the Nevada primary, which is set to be held on February 6th. Now, what's interesting about Nevada is that the GOP primary in that state doesn't matter. In fact, Donald Trump's name won't even appear on the primary ballot as his campaign chose not to participate. Instead, Nevada will award its delegates based on a caucus 
that's being held two days later. And that's a controversial decision by the state GOP that's led to a lot of confusion amongst Republican voters, as if the American political scene isn't confusing enough as it is. After Nevada, the campaign trail leads to South Carolina, Nikki Haley's home state. The latest polls indicate that the former governor is trailing Donald Trump by roughly 30 percentage points. Now, if Haley can't pull a close second in her home state, odds are the Republicans will be looking at a one-horse race going forward. At that point, the Trump campaign focus will need to be on how to win over the moderate Republicans who have been in Haley's camp, along with the all-important independents and undecideds who hold the key to winning in November. Democrat strategists, obviously the White House, and much of the media are hopeful for a Biden-Trump rematch, knowing that Trump's presence will energize the Democrat voters and get out the vote. Trump will need more than his incredibly loyal base to secure a victory. And that, my friends, is the PDB Afternoon Bulletin for Wednesday, 24 January. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.